Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome, welcome, podcast listeners, Transformation Talk Radio listeners. This is Ellen Stewart, and I am the pushy broad from the Bronx. <laughs> I am extremely delighted to be here today with my good friend, and I know she's back, and I love it, love it, love it. Today, it's me and the doctor, Dr. Pat. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really, really good. Thank you. I was very excited about this show and talking with you, and um, you're this topic get back on the wagon couldn't come at a more important time it really couldn't and I know that you and I are both passionate about this we are you know part of the journey and seeing so many lives lost you know seeing people do things they don't want to do relationships damaged jobs lost you go through the list but this is about how do we step back in to an amazing life, right? Absolutely, there's no question. And when I decided to title this episode, Getting Back on the Wagon, I realized that that term, get back on the wagon, is a really old term. And so I did some research. I was like, get back on the wagon. I sound like 150 years old when I say that. And that's because the expression goes back about 150 years. Yeah. It's really amazing. I mean, it comes out of the Prohibition Age and, you know, the Age of Temperance, even before Prohibition. I mean, it goes back into the like the 1830s, 1840s, you know, the Salvation Army and the whole idea of, of temperance, the temperance movement and the whole idea of you have to be a teetotaler, right? And <sighs> abstinence is the best way. And they were really advocating that. And later on, you know, they used to go down the streets with the horse and, and, and wagon and the wagons were filled with water. And when and the men used to get up on the water wagons and say that they were abstaining from alcohol, and that's where it began. So you physically, actually, got on the water wagon, saying that now you prefer water to alcohol. So it's kind of a real thing. And then the Salvation Army movement uh, back in the early 20th century actually had people getting up on the hay wagon, and then Evangeline Booth, whose father was William Booth, who did the who was the founder of the Salvation Army, used to take those teetotalers to the Salvation Army to go to, a, to an AA meeting. So she used to actually transport those people to a meeting, which was very cool. Did we ever <laughs> think, uh, I was I was talking to a, what do we call it, old timer? 
I was yes. talking to. You uh, mean like you and I, you and I, the old timers? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I never thought, first of all, I never thought I'd hear myself saying that I was one. I never thought right. I'd actually get there, <laughs> but that is the meaning of one day at a time. But I was talking to somebody uh, and he said to me something like, you know, look, when you were back in in, in uh, Mount Vernon and you were on your journey and, you know, your path to sobriety, did you ever think you could step into the world of dial a drug? And I looked at him and I said, well, what do you mean? He said, oh, yeah. I mean, now all you need to do is, you know, text some really cool number and your delivery will be like drop off at the curb drugs. And I said, you know, since you put it like that, no. That's right. I never thought about that uh, or be able to buy anything online and have it delivered. We're in a different world. We are certainly in a different world, and especially in the last two months. I mean, we were so welcoming of the holidays, right? We wanted to be able to celebrate something with everything that was going on in the world and COVID and everything else. So here come the holidays, and we're trying to celebrate it in a way that makes us feel good, even if we can't be with our loved ones and we can't, you know, we can't have this big dinner table that we wanted to. So we're going to really do it up big. And a lot of people said, just screw it. I am just going to, you know, let caution to the wind. And if I can't have my normal holiday and I just want to forget about everything and I want to forget every, about everything I was trying to do and I just wanted to do it up big. And that's what happened. People just went overboard. All of the I'm not going to drink or I'm not going to drug kind of went out the window in a very big way. Mm-hmm. And more than ever before, It's taken a long time for people to start to come back. But, you know, with all of these things, I want to just bring it back a little bit because relapse doesn't happen just like that, okay? It's, It's very rare that somebody doesn't make a decision way before the relapse to actually relapse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you relapsed in your lifetime? Were you clean and sober through the whole thing or did you No, have I had a short period of time and this is an interesting story. It's a long one, so I won't go into it. Um, it was my engagement down in the village, uh, really short. It was in my first year and really short uh, and I remember going down a village and one of those like you know the restaurants in the village right you know how yeah. good they are in the west yeah. village the Fantastic. restaurants down there, there were... yeah yeah the cold strawberry soup now why would that be a need to really think about are you staying sober or not well If you know by the very smell of the soup or the first taste that you make, it's mostly vodka strawberry soup, uh, then, and you keep drinking it, that's when you've got to have a conversation with somebody. And so, you know, there are many ways to manipulate your way around not staying sober. We're, we're experts at it. Look, I, you know, I had a relapse first also in early recovery. And for me, it was on the precipice of breaking up with somebody. It was a terrible breakup. And we'll, you, we'll have any excuse no matter what, but stress in our lives, the inability to cope with what's going on will give us any excuse to escape from the world. But still, we sometimes manifest this relapse very early on. You notice a change in your personality. I notice a change in my clients' personalities. 
is all of a sudden they're canceling their sessions with me. They're turning around and saying, oh, I've got to go Christmas shopping. I've got to do this. I really don't feel like going to too many meetings. I'm, I'm just having a good time. I'm just going to see my friends. And you notice the disconnect because when you are going to do something that you don't want anybody else to do, you begin to sneak away, right? We kind of yeah. disconnect from each other and we don't tell each other the, the truth and we become like little kids that are doing sneaky things. <laughs> and, you know, for the most part, for many people that are, are uh, listening to the show, you know, and you're not, you don't fit in this, this bin that we're talking about. You're probably thinking to yourself, wait a minute. This, these two can't be talking about something serious, but we are. And we're talking about what happens if you are addicted to drugs, doesn't matter what kind, let me just say drugs. I'm just going to say drugs. Now there are some drugs that are, that are, look, there's some drugs that you take after not taking them for a while and you are on the fastest motorcycle ride to hell that you can experience. Others, slower burn. But many people don't understand the impact of relapse. Maybe we should talk about that. Because a lot of folks that are not, you know, aware of this and the experience, they are the folks that are thinking, how could just one sip of soup or how, did, how would that glass of wine really be a problem, Ellen? Well, we talk about relapse as falling back into illness because it yeah. is an illness. Yeah. Our addiction is an illness. It's a compulsion to do things over and over again that will cause us harm. And, it, you know, we talk a lot about drinking and drugging because we uh, this is where we have come from and this is where our addictive propensity lies. But I need people to start looking at other things as well. Those people out there that may not have a propensity to drink or drug, but maybe they decided they were going to go off their diet in a big way and start overeating like crazy. Or maybe the ones, you know, that were wanted to gamble like crazy, or maybe they wanted to overspend because you decided that since you're home and you're online and you don't have to go shopping in the, in the, in the department stores, you can just click away and have Amazon keep delivering to your house or <laughs> sending packages all over the place. You know, it's a propensity to overdo. And when we have that disease, we don't know how to stop overdoing. That's what makes it a dangerous situation yeah. because that overdoing and the understanding comes to the first step of recovery, right? That we're powerless over this and because of it, our life has become unmanageable. So the audience out there has to ask themselves, is there something that I am doing over and over again without the ability to stop that is causing my life to become unmanageable? and interfering with everything around me. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So getting back up on the wagon and, and realizing that is the first step, awareness. Yeah. I mean, to put it into context for folks that are thinking, is this you? Maybe you're not waking up in the morning and you're thinking to yourself, man, I got to go, you know, get that vodka out of the freezer or maybe there's something that will just help you get your day kick-started. That's not always the way it works. Some people don't realize that, you know, there are different patterns to this. The question mark is this, how much of your everyday thinking or planning 
for your life and your future and when you go out, I mean, do you shudder at the, the idea that you may be going to a place for, to eat that doesn't serve alcohol? You know, what happens if all of a sudden you're like me and you've planned to a week at Disney and you realize they don't have alcohol? But these are the things that we want to help people with today because there are so many things about relapsing that folks don't know. And for those of you out there, Ellen's going to walk us through this today. How do we prevent this? And if you're somebody that looks at another person in your life who is on the wagon, so to speak, and you're worried about them, what can you do? Why don't we take a short break? Because you've got a lot to share around this to help people understand, especially the people that are with people that are in recovery, to help folks understand we can do things to help, right? Absolutely. We're right here. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about everything from emotional release. We're talking about reasons for relapse. We're going to continue to talk about what you can do to prevent it, how you can help a loved one. And if you do relapse, what is it about the door that never gets shut for you? We'll be right back. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death? from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuyper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you a feminine entrepreneur and you're tired of being stuck in the making just enough money trap? I hear you. I'm Julie Steelman and I just released a brand new masterclass about how to unlock the three secrets to creating a financial breakthrough in your business. Come on over to calledbyfreedom.com. I'm going to walk you through the three things you need to do to create that financial breakthrough you've been craving. Come on over to calledbyfreedom.com. Are you ready to become an unstoppable force of love in the world? Then don't miss the creative empowerment show, Invoking Radical Love, with Rachel Chase live every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Rachel shares tools, stories, and meditations to spark the flame of profound wisdom within you. If you want to awaken your superpowers and activate your heart, visit RachelChase.com. 
It's time to shake out your money-making truth on soul wisdom abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at JenniferBloom.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. Recovery Recharged with Ellen Stewart, Pushy Brought from the Bronx, and with me, Dr. Pat. We're talking about get on, get back on the wagon. We're talking about it for a lot of reasons. One, because we're seeing a trend. We've talked about that trend on other shows. Patterns of consumption of alcohol and drugs. I know that if you're in the state of Washington, we are like pioneers in the legalization of marijuana. And so if you ever drive by a little strip mall or one of these places and you see a line that usually goes around the block, that is to get into the marijuana shop. And so we're very familiar with some of these things, uh, personal experience and otherwise. But today, get back on the wagon is it, it's not a, a drive-by solution. This is an ultimatum. This is one of the most important things for us to talk about. For those of you out there that are in the recovery process, or for those of you out there that know people that you see struggling, you're going to walk away from here today. You're going to call Ellen. You're going to get some help. This is how we help each other. Ellen, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you, number one? PushyBroadFromTheBronx.com is the number one way, okay? You know me, Ellen Stewart, PushyBroadFromTheBronx.com, my 800 number, 800-889-1757. Let's have a conversation. Let's get you back on the wagon. Uh, We were talking, Dr. Pat and I were talking during the break about the fact that the last two weeks especially and last week especially has been extremely tumultuous. You could not go through the week last week listening to any kind of news without going through a roller coaster ride of emotions, no matter what side of the argument you are on. This was an exceptionally stressful period from elation to depression and everything in between. And one of the major causes of relapse and falling off the wagon are our emotions. How our emotions react to the environment around us. And if you were on this planet last week, you had a roller coaster ride of emotions. And that was one of the biggest reasons, don't you think, Dr. Pat? I think it is. And, you know, the reason that we're talking about this, it's one of the easiest ways to sort of depict uh, uh, a a status of well-being for someone. And, and And you don't have to be Ellen or you don't have to be me to be able to see it. Family member could see this. They could really look at the the signs that come before somebody decides to either take a drink or use again. So we want to talk about what you should be aware of and what you could do about it, because this is really the emotional sobriety part of this is so essential and so key. Well, one of the things that we look at is what's the stress level? What's going on with people? What is your stress level? And of course, last week, it may have been off the charts. I mean, my goodness, I know that I can't go to reach a pick up a drink or a drug, but I told Dr. Pat, I certainly was eating everything in sight. Okay. And that's a real problem for, for somebody that is a compulsive overeater or a binge eater. Those are serious situations. And so you have to assess not only your own stress, but the people 
around you, especially as parents, or you're watching your child be more anxious or more stressful, especially now that they've gone back to almost 90% virtual learning. You can see patterns in people. Where is it going to lead? Or you see that maybe kids are throwing temper tantrums, or you're very quick to anger all of a sudden because your, your inability to cope with what's going on. So that's another situation. That's another reason to to, uh, to relapse. Or sometimes you feel like you're in your pity pot, right? Oh, the world is, is, is in a terrible place and nothing's going right for me. And sometimes people have legitimate reasons to worry, right? They're out of work. They have no work, especially with what's going on in COVID. So there are some really uh, specific emotional situations that bring us back to relapse. Don't you think, Dr. Pat? I think so. And I think I want to talk about something that that is worth mentioning in the reality of the time we're living in, Ellen, is right now, it is very unusual not to speak with someone that doesn't know someone or a friend of someone or a family member that either has COVID, passed away from COVID, two people in the past three weeks for me, two people I know of, and people before that that are no longer with us now, and the emotions of that. And I think if we don't mention this, it's a disservice because normally our loved ones are with us and then they're gone and there are certain rituals. We could say goodbye to them. We could go you know, visit them even after they're gone. And none of that, none of it is available. Family members can't even fly into a state, you know, to pay respect. This is real. And it's just one more thing when you drop it into the emotional roller coaster. Parents not being able to see their children, grandparents. We've never been through this before. This is a whole new world, and you're absolutely right. This level of grief is paramount. We've never experienced this. And what happens is we have no outlet for this grief. If you don't come back and talk to a recovery coach or talk to a therapist or get help in some way or go into a group or go to your meetings and talk to the community, if you can't do it in person, then you do it on Zoom or you do it on the telephone or you do it in some other way, you have no outlet. And if you have no outlet, the feelings just get stuffed down until you want to escape and that relapse is right around the corner that's what happens it is and i want to say this too let's let's drop into an emotion that happens when somebody does relapse number one guilt number two shame almost immediately after and then now what Yes, and then remorse, and then pity pot thinking, okay? You know, according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, between 40 and 60% of people recovering relapse. Relapse. Many people in recovery say that relapse is part of recovery. I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to that, okay? I'm a pretty staunch recovery coach. Yes, relapse may be part of recovery, but I need you to remember one thing. When you relapse, and this is really important, this is my philosophy, when you relapse, you do not lose your recovery. You just lose your clean day which means you don't lose any of the things that you've learned about recovery and any of the things you've learned about yourself. You can't forget who you are and what you've learned. The only thing you did was was slip, and it's up to you for how long that slip lasts. 
are you going out for a day? Are you going out for two days? Or are you going out for six months? That's up to you. You have the power. And you're absolutely right about the fact that the emotions we feel when we relapse take us down almost worse than the relapse. Right, Dr. Pat? Our emotions, negative emotions, bring us down, and that only seems to perpetuate the relapse. So, Yeah, yeah I agree with you. I, that expression, um, what, what exactly is the expression? Because I don't believe it either relapse is part of i i don't know part of recovery relapse is part of recovery i'm not a big fan of that (laughs) well i'm not a big fan of it because what we don't realize is if we actually believe that what we don't realize is that death suicide jail time hurting other people that's part of what might happen in relapse that's part of it. And so when we agree to make relapse part of our story, then we're also agreeing on those other things. And I'm saying if we could not agree that that is something that has to happen, but does happen for some people, then we have a different perspective we can count on. Because the severity of this is indescribable sometimes. Exactly. And and somebody could be on a run and do a heroin relapse once and die just from that one simple situation. So it's extremely important to learn. And if you are lucky enough to have still be alive after the relapse, then you have to do some very specific things for bouncing back after a relapse. And what I want to talk about those things. First, you have to learn from your mistakes. You really have to learn. Like I said, you remember that you don't lose your recovery. You just lose your clean date, which means you don't lose the stuff you've learned. Nope. Working with me as a recovery coach, I was telling Dr. Pat during the break, five of my clients relapsed, five of them. And they all realized that they did learn something from spending some time with me, and they all called back. Some of them up to two weeks later, if they called back, some of them said, I'm coming with my tail between my legs, but I really, really, really want to make this work. I don't want to stay in that relapse head. I don't want to stay in a self-defeating behavior anymore. And that's a true sign of hope. It really is. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it. And also, we have to get honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. right? If you want to, if you really want to get that nice, great body that you really want, that means that you can't have a whole diet of cake, candy, and ice cream or second and third breakfasts. Okay. You can't do that. You just can't. You can't just pick up one drink if you know you're an addict because you can't just have one drink. So you have to get honest with yourself and what you did. Not because you want the world to judge you, but because now you are being accountable to yourself. And it's not about the world judging you. Oh, the other thing, too, I want to say is it doesn't matter how many times that you relapse. There's the doorway that never closes. And I think we have to talk about this when we come back. It's this idea that, yeah, it's maybe your second time, your third time, your fourth time, your fifth time. There's a door that never closes. That door always stays open. No matter what you think about yourself or how badly you may think about yourself or how much of a failure you may think you are, you're not. When we come back, Ellen is going to share with all of us some of the things that she is doing 
to work with people, but also how do we see the signs? How do we see the signs? And what can you do if you are somebody that is in relationship with somebody and you see the signs? What is it you can do? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the pushy broad from the Bronx. Ellen Stewart and me, Dr. Pat. We'll be right back. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. How to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness. With me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. By the way, you have a question, 1-800-930-2819. Also, if you're on Facebook and you have a question, just pop your question in over there. We're talking about what it means to get back on the wagon. Um, One of the most important things you can do. But we also know 
we also know that getting back on the wagon, it is so jam packed filled with a range of emotions. Um, but, you know, part of this today from both me and from Ellen is to say to all of you, the door is never shut. Now, you may need some help getting to the door, putting your hand on the doorknob and turning it. And that's where Ellen comes in. Pushy brought from the Bronx.com. Um, Ellen, what's your 800 number? Pushy brought from the Bronx.com or the 800 number, 800 889 1757. And you guys can use it in a variety of ways. If you are someone that has gone through the relapse, the first thing I want to tell you is you're alive. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. As long as you're alive, there is hope, period, the end. It is up to you to decide you want to turn towards hope. And if you want to do that, let's have a conversation. All I want you to do is talk to me. If you feel that you have too much shame and guilt around going to the rooms and saying, oh, I screwed up again. I only have one hour clean. I get it. I understand. I hear you. If you feel as if you're a failure, I hear you. Trust me when I tell you you're not a failure. You live through it. I can't tell you how big that is. The next step is to have a private confidential conversation with me. Let's talk about it. What we say between us stays between us. I will help guide you in a way that will give you the hope again, give you the motivation you need to move forward. And now I have a special message to all of the family members that are hoping that their loved one will do just that. I talk with family members all the time. I get calls from parents who are worried about their sons and daughters, their children. I get calls from husbands, from wives, from partners of loved ones. I love working with you. This is a disease of addiction that many of you don't know anything about. And maybe you can't relate to it. And I completely understand. But there is a way to navigate there is a way to talk to your loved one so that you can help them get help. And there's also a way for you to get help too. I know that you are struggling. You may be stressed. You may be anxious. You may be worried about somebody that you really care about. And no matter where you turn, nobody understands the way a recovery coach understands. So I want you to know that my work is not only with the active addicts and alcoholics. My work is with the families and the loved ones of those addicts and alcoholics who truly need guidance, support, and help. I'm here for you. All you have to do is pick up the phone. Um, Ellen, I, I can't thank you enough for this because let's categorize the time we're living in for a moment if we could. You know, there's multiple reasons why you and I do this show, multiple reasons why you're so passionate about it, but we're seeing trends right now that enter into a category that I don't think we've ever been in before. You know, the numbers, um, the consumption, um, the availability especially of uh, drugs of a seriously addictive nature. Um, we are in more than unprecedented times. You know, this is the point by which more and more people need to step out and educate, right? And welcome people. What is your sense of this? I know you mentioned you just had five folks come back 
those are five folks coming back that doesn't represent you know the 25 others that didn't and give us a sense of what you're seeing and then also what we can do it's amazing to me that not only do we have a whole new way of looking at things and we have the frequency of it, just like you said, this is a whole new world when it comes to how we binge, how we live our lives, how we all have the propensity to be addicts and exhibit addictive behavior. Everything that we do. I have clients that say to me, I'm binging on streaming programs. I'm binging on Hulu. I'm binging on Netflix. I'm binging on, you know, whatever, um, in a whole new way. Okay. We're set up to binge. All right. Even those television programs, you don't have to watch one. You can watch all 13 in the series at the same time, but this goes to the addictive brain. We can get drugs, like you said, or alcohol delivered to our door. And now that we're all in isolation more than ever before, everybody is capable of doing those sneaky behaviors that, we normally did before when we went out to the liquor store and put it in a paper bag and snuck it in our car. It's the same kind of thing. So the propensity is there. And it, of course, makes it much more dangerous. But in the same token, I see more hope. And I'll tell you why. Because as much as we have access to the addictive brain, we have access to more help now than ever before. Recovery coaches do an, a phenomenal job, and I am here, and I've been here for the past 16 years doing that kind of job and realizing all of the ways that now we can use to help people stay clean and sober and stave that addictive brain. We've learned more scientifically over the years than ever before. So we're now using brain mapping and we're using all kinds of different ways to look at the brain of an addictive person and compare it to somebody that is not going through what we're going through. We have more science around our methods. We have more ways to get program out to people now because we have the internet, we have support systems. So as much as we have this availability of negativity and negative processes, I am really hopeful as to how we go forward so that more and more people will embrace recovery, not only for drinking and drugging, but to better themselves and to be more holistic and really take charge of their wellness. And you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how devastated your life is, you know, lost your job, maybe got arrested, but those are not always the stories. And I want to, I want to talk about this for a minute because it really taps in to the fact that you're getting a lot of calls from loved ones about this. We hear about the most horrific and devastating situations. We hear about the people that drink and drive and hurt somebody. We hear about the people, uh, for example, the latest story I heard was a group of people totally, no masks out there, party, 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 come home, contracted the disease, grandma is now dead. You know, so we hear about these things, but that's not always the case. It doesn't always have to end up like that. You may be with someone that you're watching on the verge of drinking again, or you're watching them drinking for the first time at a level where they absolutely don't have any control of it. 
there are things we can do to help. Aren't you getting a bunch of calls from the friends of friends and friends? Most of the time I get calls from family members. Those are my number one calls because the addict and alcoholic sometimes doesn't call me until they hit bottom. I get the call from the police station or the court calls me and tells me, uh, We've got a DUI here. There are times, however, that somebody says, I really need help and I need to go to treatment. I get those calls too. I can tell you also that I get a lot of calls that people that come out of treatment and they stay in recovery and their recovery recharge because they have to make sure that they want to sustain their recovery. But the people that call me, I, I had three calls this morning. I don't know what to do. My friend is drinking and I don't know how to tell them to stop because they won't listen to me. Yeah. Or my husband is drinking and he gets really, really angry and I'm worried because he starts breaking things in the house. Or I'm very worried that my son or daughter is now vaping and they're doing THC in the cartridges and I don't know how to stop it because I can't always know there's a handle on it. But I know strange packages are now being delivered to the door. Mm. Okay? Mm. Or I, I am beginning to believe that my next door neighbor is having a lot of fights with his wife and it always seems to be centered around alcohol. Or I've been going to a party and I see that when my one, one friend who I really like doesn't seem to know how to stop drinking because he gets to a point where he gets slobbering and somebody always has to take him home or he has to go into an Uber every single time and I don't know how to help. I can give you a thousand of those stories, Dr. Pat. And I know people feel so helpless. And I am here to show you what to say and how to help. And the first thing that you can do is tell them, this is a woman that can help you. Here's a pushy broad. Here's her 800 number, 800-889-1757. When you want to get your life back on track, when you want to do something to help yourself, here's the way to do it. Or if you want to have a conversation with me and talk to me about how you're feeling about this and what you might want to do about it for yourself and how you can heal over it, that's another reason to give me a call. And I want to go ahead and skip the break here because um, there is some very important information I would love for you to share. Because I want to, I want to just take people through some of the things, some of the tips that you help people with once they pick up that phone and call you, um, there are things you can talk to them about. This is what you can do before you relapse, and this is what you can do after. Why don't we go through some of those steps on what people can do to literally make sure that they're on this pathway to staying clean and sober? There are a couple of big things that one can do, and I always talk about always having a plan B. Yeah. Okay? yeah. I am my worst enemy. Okay. <laughs> I know how to sabotage myself. Okay. One of the things that I do, because even though I'm clean and sober for 35 years, <laughs> I told Dr. Pat that I must have put on that, that COVID-15. Okay. <laughs> that COVID-15 pounds. And certainly by, from last week, I was probably eating everything in sight as I was going <laughs> watching the Georgia runoffs to the insurrection at the Capitol and everything in between. So I'm telling you that I went into the supermarket and I made sure that that I had already eaten because if I'm full, then I'm not buying all that much. These are little things, okay? We have to protect ourselves from ourselves. 
Those are one of the things. We know when we want to relapse and we want to do something that we shouldn't be doing, we have to have a strategy. We have to. And part of that is to have a plan B. And one of the ways to have a plan B is to maybe have an exit plan. You know, we had all those parties and we're going to dinner parties and stuff, I mean, even through COVID-19. And if you were going to go out with friends, you need to bring a sober buddy with you. You need to bring somebody who, like you, wants to stay clean and sober because they're safety in numbers. And that's exactly what the rooms are about. All right. The opposite of active addiction is community. You have to associate yourself. And even if you can't be around a lot of people because of COVID-19, you can still talk to people. You can talk to your recovery coach. You can go to a party with a friend who's clean and sober so that you have that around you. And one of the other things is and sometimes you just can't go into the supermarket when you're hungry. You know what I mean? You have to get away from the triggers. If you know there's going to be a party and all there is is drinking, then you have to decide you're not going to that party. Yeah. 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 And, you know, part of this, people are now saying, let's just tap into this one because I think you've got a tip for this too, is one of the things I hear over and over again is loneliness. Lonely. I'm lonely. And my next answer always is, did you know that if you're that lonely, you can connect to people now all over the world, you know, through a network that is unprecedented uh, in ways to find support? And did you know you can do that? And that is something that has never been available to folks suffering. You know, our ability now any day, any time, any place around the world to be able to get support. Isn't that an unprecedented possibility that I never saw coming? It took COVID to make it happen. And by the way, I think this genie is out of the box. I don't think there's a way to go back from this. What do you think? online um, version of there this is, no it we we have to be virtual and that's one of the reasons i started started the pushy broad movement four years ago because i knew virtual would be it if you're so used to virtual that's something that you grow up with but you can't take this for granted we have we are pre-virtual okay so for me it didn't matter what was happening I, I i didn't feel isolated i you and i have been in this realm you being on radio for 16 years me being you know virtual connecting with clients for such a long time. The world is opened. It's not closed. It's completely opened. You make it closed if you want to make it closed. Okay, that's yeah. up to you. But the world is in front of you. I know there are so many different websites I have directed clients to, not only my own, but in the rooms.org where you can go to every single meeting all over the world at any time you want, 24 hours a day. You have all of the information at your fingertips. And I think you're right. I think this is the way it's going to be. But you can't look at it as isolation. You have to look at it as the world is, is opened up to you. It, it all begins with your frame of mind, changing the way you think, feel, and act. And if you're doing that, it's the first step to honest recovery. And that's something that we do when you call me at Pushy Broad. You learn how to change the way you think, feel, and act so that you're not getting into a relapse. You are really preparing for the fact that you're protecting yourself from yourself. 
You know, one of the interesting things, too, I'd like you to talk about whenever calls are made to us or others, you know, there is a list of things that we have and we ask and we say. Uh, one of them is, you know, have you thought about being of service? Have you thought about something like that? Now, people say, well, there are no, you can't be of, well, wait a minute. There are things that we can do now that we've never been able to do virtually. But the other thing is, and this is hard to do, this is really hard to do. And it's not even recommended for somebody that is either beginning the journey or coming back. And that is to look at how you're spending your day, you know, to find an interest, to do something perhaps you've never done before or haven't done in a while. I had somebody that I talked to hadn't played the piano and I said, just sit at the piano just sit there and see what calls to you. Aren't there ways like this that we can help people to get into a mode that focuses on something other than themselves? As a recovery coach, there are three big things I talk to my clients about, and that is accountability, structure, and balance. The three big things that are a major component of what's happening in our lives and how we stay focused. No matter what, whether you go to work on the outside and you complete a full day and you do what you need to do or you do what we do and we work all day in this medium doing exactly what we're doing now, okay? I still have to walk into my office. I still have to get dressed. I can't do this in my pajamas. I'm going to be on Facebook Live. We're going to be on the YouTube channel, okay? We actually have to get dressed, walk from my bedroom into my office and say, all right, I've got to be ready to go. There's a structure here, right? You yep. can't haphazardly say, okay, I'm not going to go on to my next show. All right, you've got the next thing to do. That's our own accountability. Do we get up in the morning? Do we brush our teeth? Do we take a shower? Do we have breakfast? Do we sit in front of this computer and do the work we need to do? Do we have productive lives? Have we given ourselves structure? That's how you bring back purpose and motivation to your life. That's what happens. You don't sit there under the covers and say, I'm not going to do anything, okay? <laughs> Accountability to ourselves, structure in our daily lives, and the balance between the two, like you said. You want to play piano? Just let your fingers do the walking and learn yeah. how to play piano, for goodness sakes. I mean, the world is open. You want to learn a new language. You want to discover a, a new cooking class. It's all at our fingertips. And I don't think anybody should take that for granted. And the number one thing that I want to talk about and kind of leave us with is where is the gratitude that we're supposed to have yeah. in our lives? Yeah. Where is that? I am grateful every day that I get to do this in this way. I am grateful for all of the clients that have said to me, Ellen, thank you for helping to save my life. Those are words that I never thought in my life I would hear from other people. No kidding. No it's kidding. just an amazing feeling to know that that if I could help in a little way to turn people's lives around, to say one thing that they would stay with, to know that they got that little push from the pushy broad to keep them going. 
That's what you live for. And that's what you do in, in Transformation Talk Radio. The yeah. whole idea of positive, positive talk for us, that gratitude. And that's what we have to keep going in 2021, don't you think? I do. And I want to give a message to the loved ones right now that might be listening. The loved ones that have lived with or know of people that are on this journey. Here's what I want to make a request of you all about. Patience. Patience. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times when I work with families, the answer is the day after we're expecting a magnificent transformation. Patience, you mean we don't sprinkle patience. magic dust? We don't sprinkle magic dust? Oh, okay, 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 bam, shoot. Like, 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 um, what's her name on uh, Bewitched, right? Yeah. Samantha? Okay, yeah. I can't twitch my nose and say, okay, okay, you don't have a problem anymore. No problem. Right. Okay, right. I know parents expect that all the time. People expect that all the time. Patience and tolerance, the way that you would want that for yourself. One day at a time, patience and tolerance. But like you said, it starts with awareness. Do you have a problem and do you want to do something about it? Yeah. And now that we have come through this and we realize how precious it is to be alive, if no other time in our lives, do we not realize how precious it is to be alive? Yeah. Through all of this. Yeah. And now is the time to see life the way you're supposed to, unfettered and unfiltered. And that's why people come back after relapse. And they realize that one day at a time, even one minute at a, at a time, it's worth it to come back. And that's why I'm here. And that's why we do this show. And that's why I do what I do. And I'm, I'm going to say it again. The door is never closed. The door never closes. It never has from the inception. And the door never closes. Don't allow it to close your heart. And don't allow it to close your mind. And again, you know, I'm begging you all that are family, friends, loved ones of somebody with this disease. And in, I'm making a plea for you to remember the door doesn't close. And, and that inside of every person is that person you know that is working really hard to beat this. Uh, Ellen, thank you so much. What's your personal message? And again, please give people your information. My personal message is as long as you're alive, there's hope. And you're right. The door never closes. Pushy Broad from the Bronx, 800-889-1757. I'm waiting for you to call. And I'm Dr. Pat. And one of my favorite phrases that I've learned in, in this journey for myself is also, I understand, biblical. But I want to take it in the context that I learned it. Faith without works is dead. And you have to have faith. You have to have hope. You have to believe. And you have to do something. So let's get the doing something, doing something now. Call Ellen, everybody. Right? You got to do something. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Dr. Pat. Yeah, I'm going to stop eating those little chocolates at night. I got to stop doing that. That's like a crazy thing. I don't even like these chocolates, right? I'm like, why am I eating chocolate caramel? I don't even like that. Oh, my God. Stop. Thank you, Ellen. Thanks. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. 
Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx. I'm Dr. Pat. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Recovery Recharged with Certified Life and Recovery Coach Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx. Don't miss your next opportunity to let me help you recharge your recovery, let go of your secrets, and change the way you think, feel, and act right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com.